Welcome back to another episode of the Become a Calm Mama podcast. I'm your host, Arlen, and today we're going to talk about repeating yourself. It's one of the things that parents talk to me about a lot. They're like, my kids only listen after I repeat myself five times. And so I wanted to do an episode about that topic and let you know why why it's not effective to repeat yourself and um, sort of why you do it. That's what we're actually going to talk about. So we're going to talk about rescuing and rescuing your kids and rescuing yourself because um, you know you don't want to deal with the consequences of whatever's going to happen. So you repeat yourself or you remind your kids and that actually prevents your kids from developing responsibility. So that's why I wanted to talk about it because one of the things that I teach you is how to um, develop responsible kids, right? So we're talking about developing kids who are empathetic, who understand emotion, and also who can make good decisions. And so that's the two parts of my program, Calm is us, the parent, and then there's connect and limit set. And connect is teaching that emotional literacy. And then limit set correct is teaching responsibility. So we're going to talk about kind of how you teach responsibility today. So let's get into it, yeah? Now, when people tell me, okay, my kids don't listen to me, I understand what they're saying. They're really saying my kids don't obey. And we don't really use that phrase anymore. You know, it's not really popular. We usually say, oh, our kids aren't listening to us. But really we're talking about whether or not they comply, right? Whether they do what they're asked. So your kids, they don't listen to you when you tell them what to do because actually you haven't really trained them that it's in their best interest to listen to you. You haven't shown them the impacts of their decisions. You a lot of times haven't even let them make a decision. You're kind of just telling them what to do all of the time and then you're waiting to see if they're going to comply or not. So it's ineffective because it actually in that framework of repeating yourself over and over, you're not actually introducing consequences. Now, I do not think of consequences as punishment. I really think of consequences as like the thing that happens next. So the Latin root words of consequence are, it's two two words, two Latin roots put together. So it's con and sequentum. Okay. I'm not going to get too crazy here, but Con is together or with, and the sequentum is a following or a succession. So you have consequence is really with succession. It's like the thing that happens next. So this follows that. That's what consequence really is. And so most of the time, parents use timeout and takeaway as the, their main consequences. And when I say takeaway, I mean take away the iPad, take away playdates, take away sweets, you know, something like that. Now, these don't really help your kid connect that their behavior created the result. So it does make sense if you say, you know, you can use the iPad as long as there's no problems getting off of the iPad. That is like a consequence, right? That's like you use the iPad, you didn't get it off and get off on time. And so now you don't have it. Those are connected. But it's like if you name call your sister, I'm going to take away your iPad. That doesn't really connect the dots for the kid. So consequence is really like if this happens, then this thing happens. 
So what parents typically do when their kid makes a mistake is they give a lecture telling their kid why the behavior is a problem, like why you shouldn't, you know, why you need to get off the iPad. It'll rot your brain or why you shouldn't hit your sister. That's not nice, right? Um, So you give, give them a little lecture, but what you're missing there is like letting your children experience the problem that their behavior created. Like, that's why we need consequences. So we want to help our kids experience the impact of their decision and then fixing that impact. So a lot of times parents don't even really let their kids make decisions at all. (laughs) So it's like you're just telling them what to do and then you're telling them what to do nicely, nicely, meanly, meanly, threatening, threatening, louder, louder. And then at some point you activate fear in your kid and then that's when you get compliance. And so we don't want to activate fear in our children. We don't want to create kids who are reactive. We want kids who are intentional, right? Who actually think before they act instead of reacting. So how do you do that? First, you teach your kids to think. You teach them to make decisions. And then you show them how to experience the impact of those decisions. So in the... This, it's like result-based parenting is what I'm calling it today. It's like when you let your kids experience the result of their decisions and then fix that mistake, it's a lot easier for them to learn. So I'm going to break it down for you throughout this episode. So in this parenting philosophy, the, that compliance, listening, obedience... That's not our goal. So our parenting goal isn't compliance. Our parenting goal is self-reliance. We want our kids to become self-reliant, self, um, you know, self-efficient. We want them to be able to be independent, to be responsible. So when you when you need your kid to comply, because you know if they don't, like, then nothing will happen in your house or whatever. So when you're creating a situation where you need your kid to comply or listen, because if they don't, like a bunch of stuff will happen, then you're doing all the thinking. You're not letting the bunch of stuff to happen, happen. You're preventing all that from happening by repeating yourself over and over or, you know, yelling at them to listen to you. And you're not letting them experience the impact of their actions. So you, we all want, right, our kids to become thoughtful and responsible humans. Like we want kids who can think for themselves and make decisions that don't harm them and then don't harm others. And then when they do make, create a problem, we want them to take personal responsibility for their actions. So what does responsibility even mean? It means having the ability to respond. So that requires being able to think and play out different scenarios. So the way that we do that is we give our kids an opportunity to experience thinking and playing out different different scenarios and letting them see the impact of their choices. So what stands in the way of kids learning this? And what I see is that parents rescue their kids from experiencing the consequences or the results of their actions. So what is rescuing? What do I even mean by that? So a form of rescuing is repeating your rules and your limits 
in order to prevent the consequence, right? So when you're repeating yourself and you're reminding your kid of what the consequence is going to be, you're rescuing them from it. So you're not, when you repeat yourself and you remind your kids of what they need to do or what will happen if they don't do something, if, you know, so that they don't forget or they don't make a mistake, you're rescuing them. And you're actually preventing them from getting the learning that they need. So the other way I see this is like, so repeating yourself, reminding yourself, and then resolving your kids' conflicts for them, you know, writing writing a letter to the teacher or calling that mom that your kid, your kid hit their kid, right? So when you're resolving their conflicts, you're rescuing them. You're not letting them deal with the impacts of life. The other way I see rescuing is when you give in or you negotiate so that your kid doesn't have to suffer the results of their actions. Like you're like, hey, if you don't get your room clean, you're not going to be able to go to your friend's, you know, Chuck E. Cheese birthday party. And then they don't clean their room and you're like, okay, so here's the thing. Actually, what you need to do is you need to promise me that you're going to do it later something like that. So they don't actually have to ever like not go to the friend's party. Even though you're the one who said it, I'm not telling you to say that. You said it. You threatened them. And then when the push came to shove, you didn't follow through. I do not ever want you to beat yourself up about stuff like this. Totally normal. Totally fine. It doesn't create any damage to rescue your kids. The only bummer is that you're going to be annoyed with yourself because your kids aren't going to be very responsible. So repeating yourself and reminding your kids is a form of rescuing. Now, like I said, it doesn't actually create huge issues, right? But what it does is it prevents your kid from experiencing the consequences of failure and We've seen in, you know, raising kids that one of the ways that we can create adults who are responsible and resilient is by letting them fail when they're young. Jim Fay from Love and Logic calls it affordable mistakes. I love that because when they're young, the mistakes are pretty affordable. Being cold because you left your jacket, obviously not if you live like in the tundra, but you know an hour and a half without a sweatshirt at a park in Southern California isn't going to be, you know, you're not getting hypothermia, (laughs) okay? So kids who are rescued, they don't actually build up this, um, this resilience, this grit, right? So what is that? What is resilience? It's really being able to bounce back from failure. It's being able to overcome obstacles and handle disappointments and mistakes like moving through that, the emotional discomfort and the physical discomfort when you make a mistake. So if you want your kids to become resilient and, you know, responsible, let them fail and then teach them how to fix their mistakes. So (laughs) the bummer, the bad news is that kids, they learn responsibility by being irresponsible. So What I notice is that parents often get mad at their kids for being irresponsible while at the same time as rescuing them. So it's like, you know, you walk in and the clothes aren't in the hamper and you say, when are you going to learn to put your clothes in the hamper? 
while you are gathering up the clothes and putting them in the hamper and doing their laundry. Or you walk around the house like, when are you going to learn how to get up on time for school? But you are currently reminding and nagging them to get up. You're at Target buying a new jacket and you turn to your kid and you're like, when are you going to stop losing your jacket? As you are paying for another jacket. So unfortunately, like lectures like this with the little shame sprinkle, they don't teach kids to think before they act and they don't teach them how to develop responsibility. The learning happens through experiencing the consequences that come from making mistakes. So like actually being cold because they forgot a jacket or getting a low grade because they forgot to turn in an assignment. Not having clean clothes because the clothes weren't in the hamper. Being late for school because they didn't get get up on time. Having to sell a toy or a game to pay for a lost coat. This is how kids learn. So when you go back on your own ruler limit, like you, you have a threat essentially that you don't follow up on. That's why it's a threat. It's like an empty threat. You're either rescuing your kid from the consequence and you're depriving them of a learning lesson, or you're rescuing yourself from dealing with your kid's protest about the consequence. Tell me if this is you. Like, I know this happens where you're like, oh my God, if I don't let this kid go to the party, they're going to have a fit. Or if I make this kid pay for this water bottle, he's going to like completely freak out. So you're doing your, you know, you're rescuing them or you're not following up on your consequence. You're not letting them experience that consequence because you don't want to deal with their discomfort. And that's an area for you to grow in is like becoming more comfortable with your kid's discomfort. The other reason why parents rescue is either because, you know, it's inconvenient. They don't want to deal with the, you know, the, the kid's frustration Or because we get afraid that our kids are going to like, that the mistake is unaffordable. Like we're not able to see the big picture and we get caught up in like, oh my God, if they don't do this homework assignment, they're going to end up like not going to college. (laughs) Like, oh, they, you know, they stay, they, they played video games too long. So they didn't end up starting their homework till eight. This homework assignment took longer. Now I'm going to let them stay up and da, 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 da. And your, your whole reason is because you're like, because if they don't do this assignment, it's going to make them a bad student. It's like your perspective is too small. The failure is actually really small in, compa- in comparison to the value of them making a mistake. So I see parents rescuing because it's inconvenient because they're uncomfortable with their kids upset or because they are afraid. All of this is normal. I really want you to know that, that, you know, whatever reasons you have for rescuing your kid, it's because you're a person and you're trying to get through the day and you're trying to, you know, manage that moment. And it's fine in the short term. It's not a problem. But if you really want to develop these longer term resiliency, this, you know, responsibility, these kinds of values, you're going to want to let your kids make mistakes. You're going to want to follow through instead of it a threat, like actually make it a limit. I'm happy to buy one jacket a semester or a one water bottle a semester, or right now it's summertime. I'm happy to pay for one um, pair of goggles this summer. I hope you keep track of yours.
Now, your kids may not be like, ooh, let me think about what is it she's saying. But then when they lose the goggles, you can say, remember, I said I would pay for one set of goggles this summer. So how are you going to pay for this next pair? And letting them actually solve that problem, setting it up. So that when you find yourself going back on a rule or a limit or a routine and you're giving in, you're repeating, you're reminding yourself, reminding your kids, you're rescuing, ask yourself a couple of these questions. What am I preventing or avoiding by rescuing? So like noticing, like, why am I doing this? Why am I choosing to give in right now? Why am I repeating whatever? Maybe the answer is because you don't have the energy to deal with it. Okay, mama, that's fine. But be onto yourself and notice that. If you consistently don't have the energy to deal with it, you probably need some more parenting support. You probably need some of those calm tools so that you can have more energy, more capacity. So noticing why are you choosing to give in? And if you keep saying, I don't have, I can't deal with it. Or if you're like, I don't even know what to do. How do I even set up consequences? I just tell them what to do. They don't listen. And I repeat myself five times. That is the type of thing where you come get coaching on that. So the antidote to rescuing and, you know, repeating yourself and randomly making threats is by allowing your kids to make mistakes. So instead of repeating yourself over and over, what, ask yourself, like, what is the value of making a mistake? What can my kids learn from making a mistake? In an open-ended way, like teach yourself right now or ask yourself right now, like, how could this be valuable? What are mistakes good for? What, and ask yourself, what have I learned from making mistakes? When was the last time I made a mistake? What did I learn? Here are some other questions that you can ask yourself when you notice that you're rescuing to really help you see what it is that, where your growth is and like why you're doing the thing you're doing, why you're rescuing or repeating. So one question is to ask yourself like, am I uncomfortable with my child's discomfort? Like when your kid cries or when your kid makes a mistake, when your kid is upset, do you make it mean that you're a bad mom? Do you make it mean that, you know, is it something you can't handle? So asking yourself, like, am I uncomfortable with my child's discomfort? And then like kind of being aware, oh, yeah, I am. Okay. That's one question. Another one is, are you afraid a mistake today will be a bigger problem later? Like the example from the schoolwork. Like, are you rescuing because you don't see the big picture, the big value of the reason why we want to let our kids make mistakes is so that they learn and grow, you know, or do you get stuck kind of in the moment about this one mistake is going to make them become like, you know, homeless and whatever, not graduate from high school or whatever the, your fear is. So another thing to look at is like, are you overstressed and can't handle the inconvenience of your child's mistakes? Are you overbooked? Are you overtaxed? Are you over overwhelmed in your life? If that's the case, it's going to be really hard for you to let your kids make mistakes. 
Another thing is to ask yourself, am I worried that I'm going to be judged by the other moms if my kid fails or makes a mistake? Like this comes up a lot for moms. These are the kinds of things we talk about in Calm Mama Club because we want to be able to become more comfortable with our kids' discomfort. We want to have a big picture vision for our kids so that we understand that they're going to be okay and that we don't need to make a small mistake today. We don't need to catastrophize it and worst case scenario it. We can get ourselves out of that thinking and get into some positive parenting, positive parenting thinking. (laughs) If we're overstressed, And like overwhelmed, that's another reason to come to coaching because it really is a place where you can talk about why are you overstressed? Where can you cut stuff from your life? And having a coach help you make those decisions and give you permission to say no to some things is really powerful. And then the, are you worried that you'll be judged by other moms? That's another like, you know, mind game that can happen for parents and when you have a community of moms who are all kind of doing the same thing, it normalizes, oh yeah, no, no, we want our kids to make mistakes. This doesn't, this actually means that we are good moms because we're, I don't believe in good or bad moms, but that idea like, oh no, this is a good thing that I am allowing my kids to fail or make mistakes. These are the types of things that come up that are the reasons that you are rescuing, the reasons you're repeating yourself, the reasons you're reminding your kids. And Once you clear those up, it will be easier for you to let your kids make mistakes. Because I want you to really think, like, what are some of the benefits that could happen if I let my kids struggle and fail a little bit more? Like, the worst thing that can happen is some crying and some protest. But the best thing that can happen is that you have a kid who learns to think before they act, right? That you have this, you develop a kid that's responsible, resilient, has that grit we're talking about, is able to think for themselves, overcomes disappointment, overcomes failure. That's the kind of adult you want to help be raising. And the way that you get there is by letting them fail. And that means not rescuing. So if you're a rescuer, No problem. Do not be mean to yourself. Just remind yourself that letting your kids make mistakes is valuable. And that's your work this week is just noticing. Noticing if you let your kids fail or not. Noticing if you rescue. When you're repeating yourself, ask yourself, why am I doing this? And find the answers. And of course, you're always invited to join Calm Mama Club. We would love to have you. And um, in the meantime, I will see you next week. 